Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out fivereasonsports.com. Totally free South Florida content. Heat, Dolphins, Hurricanes, Marlins, Panthers, and more. Also, you can find our YouTube channel there. If you actually want to find five reasons to drink, I'm not sure why you would, but it's there too. And our merchandise, all of our merchandise, including all of our Tua shirts, but we also have 11 Heat shirts. We've got more than 50 items on there that you can go purchase. Also, I want to tell you about one of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network and one that is very appropriate for these times, and that's Greenview Construction. And this is a division of Greenview Construction called Making America Clean Again. Yes, the acronym is MACA. MACAinc.net is where you can find them. And this is what you need if you need your place cleaned and sterilized. And don't you these days with what's going on with COVID and everything else, you want to get that certificate for your window. Basically says, this place is okay to come in because I think people are going to be asking that question when all of this passes. And you can get a certificate for bacterial, viral, fungi, mold, and more. This is professional cleaning, sanitizing, disinfecting, and sterilization services for a wide range of residential and commercial properties. They can do overnight. They can also do permanent. So make sure that you go get your property cleaned, maintained, sterilized, all of that good stuff. Go to MaccaInc.com. That's, excuse me, MaccaInc.net. MaccaInc.net. M-A-C-A-I-N-C.net. 855-561-6653. That's 855-561-6653. And now, today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back. We've got Alex Toledo, maybe joined at some point by Alphonse Sydney. We're going to give you a few episodes this week going some different directions. Obviously, we, we just put up an episode about Pat Riley's comments that are on the on – the, uh, all the feeds right now and he spoke to Eric Reed actually had a 90 minute conversation so there's more that we can dive into there than we did in the last episode but we're probably going to put that aside for today and instead we're going to talk about one of our favorite people Alex Paul Pierce mm. um, who has a job with ESPN I'm not sure why um, <laughs> who is to me is best known for being told by Draymond Green during his uh, re- retirement tour they don't love you like that and, and for scored no points with no rebounds and no assists in his last game. Uh, also was vanquished by LeBron James and the Miami Heat, but won't seem to give them any credit and still holds a grudge against Ray Allen for reasons that I don't really understand. Did I miss anything? Oh, you forgot the, you know, them kind of thinking of themselves as the bad boy Pistons. Uh, and, you know, the whole thing with him maybe shitting his pants <laughs> during yeah, a game. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Allegedly, 
My bad. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah, we don't know if that's actually true. Well, he did ask for the uh, the wheelchair, right? Like they they had to get him the wheelchair to get off the court. Now Dwayne Wade needed a wheelchair, right? When the L, when the shoulder. So so we don't we don't mock it too much, but. It's quite a moment. Uh, Paul was a little bit overdramatic. I mean, Paul was actually a great player and did play at LeBron even in a lot of games. For a while, I think they were actually even up in terms of win-loss against each other. So, I mean, Pierce's statistics weren't as good as LeBron's, but they won a lot of those games, you know. Um, so, anyway, here's what he After said. After Pierce got the help. After Pierce got the help, of course, right, exactly. <laughs> After Pierce got the help. And, then, of course, he went to Brooklyn. No, he wasn't winning anything before he got those guys there. No, and then he went to Brooklyn, and it didn't end up working out quite so well. Of course, uh, they beat the Heat three out of four times during the regular season. Remember that? And then Miami went in and beat them four out of five in the playoffs. So here, Paul Pierce appeared on The Jump, um, which is ESPN's you know, primary basketball show, and he was re- referencing Pat Riley's comments, and he said, if the Miami Heat is close, that means every team in the NBA is close. I don't think they're close. Let me tell you when you're close. You're close if you have a top five player playing on your team. That is the main ingredient. I say this, and I'll always say this, with the exclusion of the Detroit Pistons, who won in the early 2000s. Think about the contenders today. The Lakers, who have an MVP candidate. Milwaukee with Giannis, an MVP candidate. Houston Rockets with James Harden, a top five player. Those three guys are top five players. I might disagree on Harden, but anyway. The Clippers, they got Kawhi and Paul George, a top five and a top ten player. Those are the only four teams, I believe, that can win the championship this year because that is one of the main ingredients. You can go back as far as 20, 30 years and see every championship team, every championship team or team that has been a champion has had a top five MVP candidate on their roster. No disrespect to Jimmy Butler. He's good, but he's not on these other guys' level. He said, okay, and then Kendrick Perkins, who I don't know what has happened here. I I don't get it, Alex. When did Kendrick Perkins become a Heat lifer? Uh, this something, something is even promised a front office job because I, first he put I Riley on Spoh- Well, I hope not too. I, you know, you have to play for the heat. I think to be front office job these days, but yeah. first he had Spolster and Riley in his top five all times coaches. Um, he's basically been riding with the heat on everything lately. And then he said, I've got to ride with Pat Riley on this one. You think of the Miami heat and the team they have right now is the 2004 Detroit Pistons. They don't have a top five MVP candidate. When I'm looking at this Miami heat team, I wouldn't have been surprised if they came out of the East this year. Not me. I thought they had the pieces. I wouldn't have been surprised if they beat the Bucks, which we're going to talk about today, in a seven-game series. Are they close? Yeah, I think they're close. I'm a big Eric Spolster fan. I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. He's one of my all-time favorites in my eyes. When I'm looking at this Miami Heat team, you need an elite player. Do you need a top-five player? No, I think they need an elite scorer. If they can pull off a trade and keep Bam and Jimmy and get back a Dame Lillard, yeah, that would be nice. That gets them over the hump. All right, so let's evaluate the comments here because we've got two former Celtics that are arguing. Pierce's comment on its face is not crazy. No. Historically, right? Um, Very few players have won championships as the best player on their team over the past 20 years. Does that comment make sense? In other words, okay, so who, who are the players? LeBron, Duncan, Wade. Shaq, Kobe, Katie uh, and Curry, Curry, one or the other, right? Um, Kawhi. And Kawhi, I think you give the last one to Kawhi. Oh, there's Alf. I didn't even notice he came in. Oh, there he is. Okay. Give the last one to Kawhi. We're talking about Paul Pierce, Alf. Okay. So, 
it's a very short list, like, <laughs> right? I mean, there aren't a whole bunch of guys. And you can even make the argument with Durant or Curry that, well, probably Curry has, but Durant, you can make the argument that maybe he hasn't unless you want to give that championship to him. So I understand what Pierce is saying, and, and all of those guys at the time were pretty close to top five players, right? Wade was sort of on the verge of it. LeBron was. KD and Curry were right Kobe was Shaq was Dirk I think Dirk was right I think that's at that time at that time 2011 it wasn't his best season but I think I think he was close but the way he Uh, played in that playoffs was incredible but Kawhi was not though right and Duncan was not for the last one against the Heat so 2014 was Kawhi a top five player at that point no 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 way as a collect I mean as a collective yeah but that just, that cuts against Pierce's argument. You understand what I'm saying? Like, because Pierce's argument is that you need a top five player at that time. Now we can quibble a, about, right? I mean, did I the Celtics have a top like five player? Okay, that's the one. Uh, I I think Garnett was a top five player that year. Yes. No, not in, two, in 2008. Garnett was a top five player in the league. Uh, Garnett was top five in MVP. He was far. He, he was he was nice. Uh, Look it up. I, 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 injury. Garnett was a top five player in the league that year. Yes. I don't think I, I mean, I could, yeah, he might've been here, here, I'm, 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 because of I'm, the, the record, but I don't, I don't consider him a top uh, five let, player. Let, at let me look at it. Um, hold on. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to see where he, he placed in there. Um, let's see. We've got uh, two, that 2008 MB, NBA MVP voting. There's no question in my mind. He was top five. Right now. No question. I mean, he, he, hold on. We're going to look, we're going to look at it. It was uh, it was two thousand seven, two thousand eight, correct? Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Uh, no, two thousand. That's it's two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I'm looking. Right, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. The order was Kobe, Chris Paul, Kevin Garnett, LeBron James, and Dwight Howard. <laughs> that's a pretty and, good case. <laughs> and, and and only three guys got uh, well, four guys got first place votes. LeBron got one, but the top three, Kobe got eighty two first place votes. Chris Paul got twenty eight, and Kevin Garnett got fifteen. I mean, it, clear separation. I mean, I think it had more to do. Uh, to me, the MVP vote had more to do with the the Celtics record and how he was also defensive doing. player of the year that year. At eighteen, ten, and four. Yeah, eighteen, ten, and four. Alf, I think, I think, I think you're quibbling on this. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm looking. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the rest. Yeah, of Bam the is in the top five player in the league. I, my thing is, if, if if Paul, if this is Paul Pierce's argument, like. He, his his one championship came with a team that might not have had a top five player in the league at that time. I mean, if you I mean, finish top three in MVP, though, that's that's a that's a pretty good player. That man. doesn't mean. I mean, Derrick Rose won an MVP. But who he, was better? Than, okay, if he wasn't top five, who beneath him was? Okay, you had LeBron. I mean, okay, who was twenty three at the time? Dwight Howard, Amari. I don't think there was any point where Amari was better than Kevin Garnett. Uh, Tim Duncan at age thirty one. I'm I'm going through the MVP. Tim list. Duncan was better than Kevin Garnett. At, at age 31? Yes. I don't think so. Absolutely. At 31, I mean, he was... Uh, McGrady at 28 and Steve Nash. Tim Duncan was a viable player seven years after that. Okay. We're, okay. Can, can, can we say... That, can, if we're not going to say Garnett was top five, which I think... He's an he was, elite player. He was an elite player. He was pretty player. damn close top to 10. top five, right? I mean... I mean, that was, team won 66 games, didn't they? And okay, he was the but best that, player. But that was, that was because of the team they had. It wasn't because of Kevin, Kevin Garnett. I'm just but saying... It was, but it was him and Allen who came there that year, and he was miles better than Ray Allen at that point. I'm just saying, in 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 it, it goes against Paul Pierce's case because I think they were... 
their their team was better as a collective than it was because of just Kevin Garnett. But if they like, were I better mean, as a collective, they had a better number one than the Pistons team he's talking about, which was 2004. And they, right, we, we agree on that. They had a better number one than whoever the, who was the number one on Billups, Hamilton, or Rashid. Okay. They had a better number one than that. And they had a better number one, in my view, than the 14 Spurs that beat the Heat because uh, Kawhi was not a Kevin, Gar- Kawhi in 14 was not a Kawhi. At, yes, when he won with the Raptors, he was. But when he won that last year with the Spurs, 2014 he was not at Garnett's level of the 2008 Celtics I, I I don't think you can make that case I just don't I mean Kawhi was came into the playoffs as like considered to be their fourth most important player and then he won I think the, the, the finals that was just on his playoff performance right and I think that the guy that you would have to compare to Garnett there was again Duncan was was Duncan comparable to Garnett in the 08 year during that 2014 championship I don't think the numbers were as gaudy I don't think he finishes high up in the MVP rankings as Garnett did and I don't think he won Defensive Player of the Year, so I, so maybe the Spurs are that are that quintessential collective team. The thing is that the difference is they have a bunch of Hall of Famers on the team. Yes, that's the, that's the difference. But they had Hall of Famers who were who were either before Past their prime, before prime, right? There was nobody in their prime. I, Garnett was thirty one at the time. He was pretty close to in his prime. I mean, he just sort of nudged out of it. And Patty Mills. Were, Right. What about Patty Mills? It was a good team. It was, it was a great collective team, I think, but it was not. Uh, okay. Anyway, I think to me, I think that makes Pierce's case to a certain point. It doesn't happen very often where we're a top five player is not on the team. I understand what he's saying, but I think we got to evaluate this. I think he's being dismissive of some of the pieces that the heat have. Do, do we agree on that? Like I, I'm not, they don't have mm-hmm. a Giannis. Jimmy's not Giannis. Bam is not. Giannis at this point they're not LeBron but I also think that they are closer in a lot of areas than I think he's giving them credit for I I, because they have a lot of the pieces that you need to win a championship these days they have shooting they have a proven playoff performer in Jimmy they've got a versatile big who can't be played off the floor now what are they missing they're not elite defensively and I do agree with him that they probably need one scorer. They need someone mm-hmm. who's be- a better scorer than Kendrick Nunn, right? Because uh, he's – we never talk about him, I feel like. But he's, he's their – I mean, is he their purest scorer right now, Kendrick Nunn, as a pure scorer? <laughs> uh, I mean, I would have to – he's their most aggressive scorer. Right. Probably, right? Him and Hero? <laughs> I mean, if you're to say, if you're to say well, you need to get a bucket – Okay, late in the game. With Jimmy, again, it depends on the jumper. I'm still taking Jimmy and Bam. I still trust them more. But I get what you're saying. As far as somebody who is just all about scoring and who can get you a bucket, Kendrick Nunn is a good good selection. But I mean, Kendrick Nunn and Goran Dragic are their most aggressive guys that when they come in the game, you know mm -hmm. they're looking to score. I mean, Jimmy and Bam both. There's a lot of times when you're like, do they even want the ball? I'm not not that like not that they're scared of it, but right. it's just like there it's not it's not like in their it doesn't really feel like it's their first option always to score. Kendrick Nunn and Goran are trying to score every time they touch the ball. Right. I, I, I think that there is a point to be made that he has that there is not just a bucket getter who's proven. Until we see Kendrick Nunn do it, until we see Tyler Hero do it. 
you know, it's an unknown. I mean, it's just an unknown. I mean, it's, it's just, and so I understand that people are drawn to names. And so that does make some sense, but I felt like Pierce went overboard in terms of his dismissiveness. Am I being overly sensitive? Uh, I don't think so, man. I think what he said is pretty much the consensus right now. Most people thought that the only real championship contenders were the Bucks and the two LA teams. What was the fourth that he mentioned? Uh, Houston. Oh, okay. I mean, oh, I can, yeah. Ah, I wouldn't name them a title contender, but they were pretty damn good too. Either way, I think that's a pretty consensus opinion right there is that those are the main contenders. I don't think that's crazy. I think he kind of misunderstood what Pat was saying. Understandably so, because Pat kind of did make him sound like they could win a title right now. I think that was more of him emphasizing how ahead of schedule they are, like we talked about in the last pod. And more than that, I think what Pat was talking about that, that we understand knowing what the team is building for is that they're close as far as building a championship contending team. I think that's what he meant by close, whereas Pierce took it as, oh, close to winning a title. I think they, they, the, the, the Heat know that they're a piece or two away from, from being a championship contending team, and I think that's what, exactly what Pat meant. Right. I, 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 I do think that there is a little bit of a difference there. I, I, Alf, are we just being sensitive because it's Paul Pierce? Oh, yeah, because we, we can't stand him. And this, it, it, it's, it's the, uh, the, the whole thing now where everyone has to just – it's too much hyperbole, hyperbole with everything everyone says. Like, you can, it can't just be like, you know, Pat – yeah, Pat, uh, you know, it, it can't be Paul Pierce saying, yeah, the Heater, you know, the Heat are one player away or whatever. They are close, but, you know, they're not a title contending team. It has to be like they're great or they're trash. You know, it, there's no middle ground. Um, what I think we all understood what Pat to be saying is that they've built a good foundation and that they've made, they've made their team an attractive place for either free agents or, and also to develop their own players. I don't think, uh, Pat was saying that they're going to, they were going to win the championship this season, but you have to come out, be a hot take guy. And Paul Pierce has kind of mastered the, uh, hot take where it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, as long as you say it loud enough, <laughs> you're going to get tweets and you're going to get headlines and you're going to get. Uh, clicks and all that crap. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're being a little bit sensitive because it's a team we cover and it, 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 there's. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You know, there's not a lot of news. Um, but at the same time, Paul Pierce says these things the way he says them to get a reaction. And he's actually gotten pretty good at it. Are we surprised that Kendrick Perkins has become a heat lifer? Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. Like, right? he loves Eric Spolstra. Like, he loves the Heat. He loves – he probably always wanted to come down here and play. Like, he was – you could see him being an Eric Spolstra type of guy, right? Oh, yes. God. Right? Yes. Defensively, yes. Yeah, I mean, he could – He was a, he's a Riley type of guy, a Spolstra type of guy. He could have been, you know, backup center for the Heat, and they would have loved him because he just, you know, he just – he's a hardworking – uh, I mean, he's a stiff a little bit, but he's a hardworking guy and he plays defense. So, you know, the Heat would have loved him. So maybe he, maybe he's always wanted to come down here and play. Who knows? I mean, um, you want to talk about guys who have leveraged that championship into a career. It's Kendrick Kirkland. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yes. Was he ever, was he even good? Like, 
not on those Celtics. Was he good for the Thunder? I don't even remember if he was like an impactful was, player for the he Thunder. He was in the, those playoffs. He was actually a I know they loved him and he was no, good but for the locker he room. Play, but he couldn't play in certain series, though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Heat, the, the Heat basically just schemed him uh, completely out of that series. <laughs> he would have played the Heat in one season before. He would have had a better time. Yeah, he could have he could have uh, uh, mashed up with Eric Dampier. Yeah, <laughs> that's somebody we don't talk about enough. By the way, we mentioned old Heat centers like during the Big Three era. The fact that they had Dampier and Ogalskis as like their center rotation that first year with LeBron is pretty. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I, I I can't believe not no not only that. And that was probably their best one through those four there's four years. If you if you're just counting Bosch as a four, that was their best center rotation of those four years. Well, yeah, because they just gave up on it. I mean that's yeah. uh, right. I mean afterwards, but I mean Z Z couldn't move his feet anymore. Like I loved Z. Z was great for the locker room. He was he always had a quip for somebody. He, 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 he was like the only guy. I remember. He was yeah, right. Well, he was the only guy who made LeBron feel comfortable that first year. So that's, uh, you know, that was, that was, I, I think that was a big part of it. I remember the conversation I had with LeBron and I wrote a piece on it uh, where he talked about how lonely he was that first year, you know, that he just missed having his kids in the pool. Like, uh, you know, he talked about finally getting his kids down to come in the pool and, you know, because he didn't, he didn't really know where he was going in Miami. Like that was a, that was sort of an untold story for a lot of that year. Just, it wasn't just that he was a villain, but he was like a villain on an Island. You know, I mean, he didn't feel, I mean, yes, he had LeBron, he had Dwayne, but he was sort of getting comfortable with Bosch. They weren't really at that stage. So, you know, it's, and then the rest of the team, like, you know, he was trying to sort of get one for the old guys on the team. I remember him telling me that, that, just like he wanted to get them for his his teammates at at St. Vincent St. Mary's and and Z was one of those guys and I think he always regretted that he never got it from them but yeah they didn't have a much rotation all right so before we close this up because we're going to talk about the Pacers on the other side and kind of what's going on with them uh we are siding with who on this Pierce or Perkins Perkins of course I would never side with Pierce yeah, I mean, <laughs> by default. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. We'll side with Perkins. All right, we'll be back. We'll be back after this break to talk talk about the what's going on with the Pacers. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is Christopher's Bakery. You can find Christopher's Bakery at christophersbakery.com backslash five reasons or the twitter account is at nilla wafer cakes or else you can find them on instagram or facebook it's named after the brother of courtney harris who unfortunately died from a seizure at just 11 years old and so they've partnered with miami children's hospital and set up a fund that's right all of our sponsors are local they've set up a fund where they donate a portion of the sales to epilepsy neuroscience research since that's where christopher spent much of his life the signature product is a vanilla wafer cake created by Courtney's father over 30 years ago. It's delicious. I got it with the chocolate chips. I just ordering another one today. I got to finish that up uh, when we get off of here. And here's how you do it. Christopher'sBakery.com backslash five reasons. Use the code five reasons. Spell it out. F-I-V-E reasons for 15% off every item. And yes, they deliver to South Florida, but also to other places around the country and they will resume hand delivery after the entire COVID ordeal passes. So again, it's christophersbakery.com backslash five reasons, spell it out. And then the code is five reasons. All right, let's get to this. There was an interesting piece. Was it the athletic today that it came out in? Uh, I thought, about, where was this piece? I, I, saw, I saw a piece about what's going on. We've talked a lot about Mickey Arison. No. What's happening down here? 
and maybe it wasn't the athletic <laughs> it was uh somewhere else but if you don't know the simon brothers you, you or herb simon you do because if you've ever been to a mall they own it <laughs> okay um they own most of the malls in south <laughs> florida they own town center they own i think they own galleria in fort lauderdale um they, they own a lot of malls and i think they own uh, pembroke gardens and a whole bunch of others and anyway what's been hit really hard in addition to you know cruise lines and casinos which has hit miami and houston owners but malls because <laughs> they're not open um and so the simons are, are taking it on the chin right now and there was a piece today that basically said that the pacers are going to have to break up their core again and we've talked a lot about oladipo but also it means miles turner um and you know i just want to throw this out there Let, let's look at real quick here let's look at oladipo uh to start is he a player that, in your view, would put the heat over the top, Alex? I think we have higher expectations for the heat and what they can build and maybe the, the consensus that we were talking about. But I think all the people are somebody who isn't as good as Beal. Uh, but I would happily take him on this team. I think he is exactly the type of player that they need. Maybe he's not a you know 100% perfect fit, but I think he's a two-way scorer somebody who you can really depend on for you to get buckets. He's a you know very good defender when he's healthy. Uh, and he was on his way up, man. I know he, he, you know, last season he wasn't as strong. He was injured, and then he was injured for most of this season before he came back. I don't care. I'm still, <laughs> I think Oladipo would be a great acquisition for the Heat. Not as good as Beal. I maybe even like Drew Holiday a little bit more, but I would favor Oladipo because of the age. And I think he's somebody that would fit right in and would make them – Maybe not right up there with the Clippers and the Lakers, but right before, just before, just under. Alf, what do you think? I mean, if you look at it, look at it like this, right? The Heat is currently constituted. We, um, we consider them a second-round exit, maybe even a conference final team. Uh, if you switch out none for Victor Oladipo, let's just, like, let's just insert him into the starting lineup in none's position. Because, I don't, you know, when you look at it, where else would he play? Um, because you're not taking Duncan Robinson now because of the way he spreads the floor. Is Victor Oladipo a better player than Kendrick Nunn? He is. Hell yeah. Um, and he's a better defender. He's a better offensive player. He's a better three-point shooter. I don't – actually, I don't even no, know. I don't know about the shooting shooter. part. He might not be a better – he's not a better three-point shooter. But uh, Victor Oladipo commands a lot of attention, and you put him on the same floor with Jimmy Butler and Bam, and then you have uh, Duncan and Myers spreading the floor. Like, that's a really, really potent starting lineup. And if they were a conference finals team without Oladipo, with Kendrick Nunn, you, you, you switch those two guys, and then you have to say that they are at least top two in the East and they are a finals contender. So, yeah, I mean, I love Oladipo. I love his game. Like, he reminds me of a smaller Dwayne Wade in some, in, in, with the way he plays um, a lot of the times. Like, I don't, I, mean, I don't think he's as good as Dwayne. I'm not being crazy. But I do love the way he plays. And um, I just – yeah, I just – if when you look at what the what where the Heat are, you you put that kind of uh, you know that that kind of talent into that starting lineup, like yeah, it, it puts them into a different level and it puts them right, you know, and also it gives them another closer, which yes. they need. Yep. Yeah, and that he might developed, be the he developed thing. that. You know, he did sort of developed that overnight with Indiana because that really wasn't there with Orlando. I think what people are forgetting too. Remember. He was sent to, to Oklahoma City, and it didn't really work out, right? Like with him or Sabonis to some degree, and it only really sort of blossomed. Both of them definitely didn't work out there. Didn't work out, but it's worked out in Indiana. And the thing I love about Oladipo's game 
is that he can play both spots. I remember watching him in summer league in Orlando as a rookie and they were, they were breaking him in at point guard. Um, and so he's played it. He just reminds me of Dwayne in so many ways. He doesn't have the athleticism that Dwayne did, but in terms of the way that they broke him in a lot of his demeanor, um, he kind of plays hunched over sometimes, which is weird to me, but I, I think that he's, and the other thing about him is I'm biased on him. He's one of the five nicest young players in the NBA. He's just like, we talk about bam, like Victor Oladipo is right there. Like he would fit the culture perfectly like in terms of his mindset obviously you've got the crane thing um but i don't uh, you know we just had this whole conversation about who puts them over the hump is is oladipo enough of a of an upgrade provided that hero makes the strides we're expecting okay is oladipo enough of an upgrade over say kendrick nunn i think so i mean i'm looking at i'm looking over his career numbers right now that one season with indiana where he was really healthy and he really you know his best season in the nba he was putting up 23 game, you know, uh, five rebounds, four assists, two and a half steals, a block on, let me see, 40, almost 48% from the field and about 37 from three on six attempts from three a game. So that's a very prolific two-way all-star right there. Obviously, you're, not get, you're probably not going to get those numbers uh, over here in Miami. But if you got 80% of that Oladipo, and I'm talking about health, I think that is absolutely enough of an upgrade. Yeah, I just think in a lot of ways, he's a good, like I said, he's a good fit for the culture. Uh, he does a lot of the things that they expect him to do already. He's young enough. I guess the question is, how do we think he played this year for Indiana? Because they didn't play particularly well when he came back. Well, the thing is, is that his numbers definitely weren't as gaudy this year. It was about 14, 3-2, and two, 39% from the field, 30 from three. You know, he, that's the... That looks exactly like the type of guy who just came back from an injury. It's very similar to what Gordon Hayward was doing with the Celtics last year, where it was just ugly pretty much from every aspect. And I would, you know, I would expect Oladipo to go back to what he was doing the season before next season, which was about 19 points a game, five rebounds, uh, five assists, a steal. Uh, and he shot 42 and 34 from the field and from the three respectively. So it's not great. Uh, I think, his burden and usage would be lower here. He would get easier shots because Jimmy and Bam do so much of the playmaking where he does, you know, he was doing a lot of the playmaking in Indiana. And I'm, I'm not really worried about it. I think he's a huge upgrade over Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. And I guess, uh, you, he just, he played how you expect somebody to play that, that came off that kind of injury that was out for such a long time. I really don't think we can judge him off of the way he played this season. I think we just have to go back and look at his body of work and, you know, the fact that when he was fully healthy, uh, he was a pretty dominant player, a really good player in this league. So I don't think you can look at what he did this year and really take it seriously. All right, well, let's pivot to the other guy. And uh, this one came up to, you know, Miles Turner, who I think from a basketball fit would make a lot of sense next to Bam, although they it feels to me like, I don't know, for whatever, he doesn't play particularly well with Sabonis. And I also feel like they've kind of been trying to move him. Like they sort of know something <laughs> that they're not comfortable with there. But the other part of this is, you know, there were a lot of rumors that one of the issues that Bam had in the uh, Olympic, not the Olympic, but the USA team camp was with Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. I don't know that 100%, but there was a lot of buzz. That was from Leif. Leif was saying that. Leif said it, but I heard it from somebody else too. It wasn't just there. It was somebody who was pretty familiar with what went on in that camp. Um, and then we saw that Miles Turner didn't really play very well uh, when, when he actually got the opportunity. And, of course, he, you know, pop picked Plumlee over Bam, which a lot of people think, like, 
Pat called Pop and said, pick Plumlee over Bam to motivate Bam as if Bam <laughs> motivated. Uh, what do you think of the Miles Turner fit? Um, well, I think it's an, inter- it's an interesting one for sure. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't like it at all. I just don't think – I think they kind of they kind of exist in the same space. I mean, it's Miles uh, – at this point, like, when you – anybody who's next to Bam – is I think they need to stretch the floor, and I don't. I really don't feel like Miles Turner does that. Uh, not to the extent where you have to really respect it. I mean, I think Sabonis would be a much better fit next to uh, Bam. I love Sabonis's game. I think he sets the best picks I've seen all season. I mean, he's one of the best screeners in the NBA, and on, and he and he can stretch the floor a little bit, but a lot better than Miles Turner. I don't. There's to me, there's there's no fit here for Miles Turner and Bam. So it's interesting that you say that. I kind of have the opposite feeling about it. Not all the way. I'm not 100% sure on Miles Turner's fit or anything like that. I think it really only depends on how much you believe in him as a three-point shooter. Because his three-point percentage was nice for most of his career, except the the first season where it was 21. But then uh, this season, the attempts went up a little bit by about a game. I mean, an attempt and a half, two attempts per game, more or less. And the percentage dipped a little bit. It was around 33 this year from three. And I think you need a little bit better from that. If you're trying to uh, fit a guy next to Bam, then that's the thing with Sabonis is I don't think of him as a shooter at all. I think of him as somebody whose game is actually really similar to Bam. Does a lot of the playmaking stuff uh, really mostly hovers around the post and the elbow a, a lot like Bam. It isn't the pick and roll guy that Bam is obviously because he's not the athlete, but they have more of a similar game to me than, than Turner. I think Turner, if he's not hitting threes will be a really awkward fit offensively. Either way, I think it would absolutely help their defense because it would take pressure off of Bam. And Miles Turner could do, you know, he, he's a really nice defensive player. And I think the Heat obviously could use some help there. Uh, I, I might take a risk on that, on, that, on, that, uh, on that acquisition. Depends on what you have to give up. But that's to one me, that I'm definitely taking into account. To me, neither of those, I, I, to me, neither of those guys really fit what the Heat need. Like, I, I know they're both nice players. And, of course, you know, you take either one of them if you could get your hands on them. But to me, the target has to be Oladipo. The other two guys, I like. I, I honestly don't even like seeing another big out there that much with Bam in the first place. And if you're going to be a big out there with Bam, I need it needs to be Kelly Olenek, it needs to be Myers Leonard, it needs to be a stretch five, a guy who you have to respect from beyond the arc. And I don't think either, either, of, those, either of those guys really strike fear in your heart. Uh, if I was going to have to take either one of them, I would take Sabonis because I, I just like him more as a player. But to me, the, the target has to be Oladipo. This team going – you know, I know a lot of people want them to go after a big. I don't – I don't know. I guess I, I just see – I don't see it as, as as big of a need because I don't think there's going to be a lot of times, except for against maybe Joel, that you're going to need a big um, – you're going to need a big like that. So, I, I – That's I, fair. I think, I think it mostly just has to do with the team their, defense. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, the Heat played the Heat played their best ball with Bam at the five, in my opinion, and and and, and a lot of guys who can stretch the floor. So to me, the, those two guys don't make a lot of sense. Um, Ethan had a duck out. Uh, he had a I think he had a college Zoom call he had to get on. So he, as old as <laughs> as old as Ethan is, he still has college buddies, which is hey, really cool, man. To go to class. <laughs> Ethan had a class. He has a paper due, um, and they're working on it tonight. But anyway, um, so we're going to sign off here, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, please check out all of our sponsors, uh, especially Seltzer Mayberg, um, who's always supported us. Check out everybody. Apollo Leaf, Christopher ba- Christopher's Bakery, 
That Nilla Wafer Cake sounds awesome. 15% off with the uh, the coupon code. I really need to try to I need to I need to try one of those because um, I'm starting. Shout out to Apollo Leaf. Got some CBD gummies. Been using them since they came in. Did you? I did. I no did. I was showing them in, on the streams. No wonder you've been in a better mood lately. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.